I'm not saying that you should listen to me like I'm the ultimate authority on all things. You don't have to listen to me. There are plenty of other people that are saying the same thing. Um, or you can listen to the voice of generations past, who, as I said, for uh, thousands and thousands of generations, there was no question that a man is a man and a woman is a woman. So I, I don't care if you listen to me or not specifically. But I would ask you to think about this idea that the people who are the sole authorities and the, and the people that you should solely trust are the ones who are making money off of you. Okay? These, what was that? You know, when Matt Walsh got asked this question, I really sat back. I said, that's a tough one. How is he going to answer this? And he hit the nail on the head. He's more concerned with the medical community and the pharmaceutical companies taking advantage of these people and making tons of money off them. And it triggered a book that I read that was written back in the 1960s called Psycho-Cybernetics. And it talked about a cosmetic plastic surgeon or a reconstructive plastic surgeon. And he said that the surgery that he did did benefit, now listen to this, did benefit 0.5% of the people that he did the surgery to. However, the other 99.5%, that's right, the other 99.5% still had unresolved emotional scars that they had to deal with. So until they fixed their self-image of themselves, they still carried around this baggage. So think about that. We have the medical community, the pharmaceutical, the drug cartel, basically, taking advantage of these folks and not fixing the underlying issue, their self-esteem, their self-image, how they perceive or how they perceive their image of themselves. So that's why we have to help these folks who have those problems. And look, it's more than just that community. That's a lot of folks that have the same problem. There's a lot of folks out there who have low self-esteem. So we have to fix the why, not start to unplug the check engine light with the medical community and the pharmaceutical companies are doing right now, especially with children. This does not make any common sense, and they are destroying these kids' lives, and they are doing irreversible damage. We are going to reflect back at this time, and we're going to look at the long-term damage that is done to these kids, not only physically, but also mentally, spiritually. It just goes on and on and on. We're going to look back at this time and look at like foot binding, right? We're going to look at like, how, why would anybody want to do that? Because they want to fit in, right? That's wrong. So that's why we have to have these conversations. And having these conversations doesn't mean that we're homophobic, doesn't mean that we're transphobic, doesn't mean that we hate that community. No, it's trying to help. It's trying to help people be comfortable in their own skin, right? And being comfortable and proud on how you were made biologically and being okay with that. That is where our energy needs to go. We don't need to do what they're doing in society and still screw up these kids with having transgender use the biological opposite sex um, bathrooms and putting tampon dispensers in the men's uh, or boys' bathrooms, right? We don't need to do that. So we have to stand up against this hot garbage. And Matt Walsh, once again, hit the nail on the head. And if you have not seen his documentary, What is a Woman?, you have to watch it. Very, very eye-opening. And that's why he's getting so much hate and attacks right now from the cancel culture from the progressive left. So that just lets you know that he's over the target and he's speaking common sense. Eight months ago, I was diagnosed with gender dysphoria while I was inpatient here in UW-Madison. Um, I looked into the research and like talked to doctors and through my uh journey, I decided to explore medically transitioning, you know, because it's shown to decrease suicidal ideation and stuff like that. Um, 
And since then, although I've had to deal with other issues such as transphobia and sexual assault, I've been more happier overall than I ever was before. And my question to you is, what specifically about medically transitioning do you think is so immoral that we should ignore the potential benefits? And why should I listen to you as somebody who's not a medical professional and has not experienced gender dysphoria? Happy to explain that. To begin with, the morality of it, that is something I'm applying to the medical professionals, the people that are doing this. Uh, I think it's immoral for them to do it. Um, it has to approve, it has to do it. It has to be done to you, in effect, by a doctor, and by drugs, and by the pharmaceutical company. Okay? And I know you ask, well, why should you listen to me and not, uh, and not these medical professionals? I'm not saying that you should listen to me like I'm the ultimate authority on all things. You have to listen to me. There are plenty of other people that are saying the same thing. Um, or you can listen to the voice of generations past, who, as I said, for uh, thousands and thousands of generations, there was no question that a man is a man and a woman is a woman. So I, I don't care if you listen to me or not specifically. But I would ask you to think about this idea that the people who are the sole authorities and the, and the people that you should solely trust are the ones who are making money off of you. Okay? These, what was that? I'm not sure how I'm making money off of you exactly, but I'm also not pretending to be your doctor. And my issue is with doctors who claim that this is about medical treatment and claim that they have the studies behind it. And yet, in reality, one of the primary reasons that they're doing it is because there's a lot of money to be made in it. In fact, I've proved that in, uh, in Nashville at Vanderbilt. I had a doctor explaining how she convinced Vanderbilt to get in the gender transition game, and she said one of the things she tells them is it's a big moneymaker. So that's the issue that I'm taking with it. Um, and another point to the morality of it is that there's a dishonesty behind it. Dishonesty in the false promises that they make, which is that you can attain this image of uh, maleness or femaleness, or that you can actually become in some ways the, the opposite gender or sex, whatever words you want to use, which is a lie. It's not true. You never can. I think I can pass. And I, I, I have a horrible Adam's apple. My, my voice sounds like this. I still love myself, and there has always been should. money in making people happy, like wearing nice clothes or good food. It does cost a lot of money. That's why I, I can't get surgeries that would make me a lot happier. Um, but the, but the so point of but why, the point, why? But the point of medicine is not supposed to be to make you happy in the moment. That's not that's not the objective of medicine. The objective of medicine is your overall wellness. It's about treating what is actually wrong. That's, that's medicine. And so if you are struggling to accept who, who you were born as, what your actual biological identity is, I have all the compassion in the world for that. I mean, I, I can't imagine having that disconnect in my head. It has to be a source of, of immense despair. But what I hate is the, is the medical professionals who instead of helping you with that and help, instead of helping you to accept who you really are and find joy and fulfillment in it, they're trying to make a quick buck and they're selling you false promises and they're telling you that this stuff is based on long-term studies and they're lying to you because it's not. 
There have never been any reliable long-term studies on almost all of this stuff because the fact is that the medical industry only started doing this at such a large scale recently, so they couldn't have the data. They're pretending that they do. They're lying. And that's what I hate. That's, that's the immorality. <laughs>